0: hey this is rabbi zev bennett you're listening to the daily halacha kabbalah and mashava podcast series if you're listening on the podcast apps you should just know we have now started making this series in video form it's available on youtube at yasodblocks channel and if you're watching on youtube and you want to listen to it as a podcast you can also check it out at spotify or the apple podcast apps if you want more content like this and you're interested in what we're doing at yasodblocks head over to yasodblocks.com where you can subscribe for only 9.99 and support what we're doing get access to lots of different Torah series that we're developing, constantly adding new things, and always uh, we're also upgrading the website pretty soon. So a lot of stuff going really going on at isoblocks.com. Head over there if you want to learn more about that and get access to tons of Torah that will change the way that you think about the world and blow your mind, help you to access the deeper you, the higher you, the you that is Hashem at the root of your very self, the doorway to consciousness, the doorway to connection, the doorway to balance, clarity, truth, and relationships. And so you can head over to Esau blocks and get access to all of that, check it out, and support what we're doing. Uh, in this episode, we're continuing with Hilchos Birchus HaTorah. We're now up to Siman Memzayin Halacha. Uh, actually, which Halacha are we up to over here? Um, we're up to halakha Yud Bays and halakha Yud Gimel. Um, we're going to try to knock out a few different things together now because we're really in one theme. We started this theme in the previous episode, so you can check that out. In general, there's lots of different... Um, episodes that you can hear on the podcast apps. We only started the video format a couple episodes ago, but there's also lots of episodes that are in the audio form on the podcast app, so check those out. Um, But the overarching theme, the dynamic of this series overall, the daily podcast Halakha Kabbalah Maheshava podcast series, is to try to explore Halakha and get to the root of it all the way underneath the deeper sides of Halakha, because Halakha can sometimes feel like it's empty. We're doing all these actions by rote simply because we have to, and that phrase we have to is a little misleading and very stripping of the meaning and the deeper core of what we're doing here. It's kind of like being in a relationship with somebody where you just know what you're supposed to do, but not having the love and connection that you want to have. And so when you have a relationship of a list of things you're supposed to do in the relationship without having the connection dynamic, it starts to feel like something's just wrong, distorted, missing, empty. And so that's what this 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 whole series is about, trying to show uh, how halacha itself is actually the the tip of the iceberg, the 5% of the practical Torah that we do as an expression of the 95% of that which is underneath all the deep underlying dynamics. And so what we've been discussing in the last couple of episodes has been the idea of Torah itself, because we're learning about Birchos at Torah, the brachos that we say before we actually learn Torah. We say them once a day in the beginning of the day, usually, and then that saying of those brachos lasts for the entire day, as long as we're awake and we don't go to sleep for the night, so then that bracha covers all Torah learning for that entire day. And so what we started to articulate in the previous episode was the reason why it kind of works that way is because the Torah really represents the world of our thought. In other words, what we're doing when we say berjusa Torah in the morning is we're essentially committing to trying to have a Torah thought perspective, while we are awake. In other words, we all think lots of thoughts, and we tend to have thoughts that really are a function of our own feelings, our own experiences, and this is because of Das Tovara, the Itadas das basically makes it that our thoughts tend to just follow the flow of life. It's called the flow of Mazal, the tendencies, the trends of being. And so whenever we encounter a particular experience, it might trigger a series of thoughts. And so what we're trying to do is actually gain Um, control of or learn to channel and direct our thoughts on purpose to develop a thought framework and thought and then underneath that a perception landscape of reality that is actually accurate that is a reflection of how Hashem sees the world so we can actually see the world more truthfully and so in the the the, that as since, since that's the the area that Torah really relates to, the area of thought and the inner world of our thinking. So that's not the same thing as eating an apple or eating any other kind of food where you make a bracha one time for that food, and then you have to make another bracha if you want to have another food later. Thinking is something which we're constantly engaging in, and when we take on a commitment in the morning to actually try to make our thoughts Torah thoughts, which is what we're doing, when we say Berachos Torah, if you if you recall from the episodes of what the brachos actually mean, it's all about accessing the, the awareness of the truth of the world around us that is Hashem broadcasting to us kind of like what is and for us to try to absorb that and receive that and actually start to see the world as it is and not as we are so much, not as we would want it to be so much, but instead to sort of become more reality-oriented, so that way we can actually meet existence where it's at, and then we can actually do things that are in harmony with, or even attempt to upgrade existence once we understand existence. It's basically the same thing as having good policies if you're in the government. Policies have to reflect reality. And so the brachos of are about those concepts and those themes. And so when we say them, we're basically trying to take on in the morning this idea that we are now committing ourselves to being Torah-oriented in our thoughts, and then even if we have moments where we're not doing that, where we're thinking about our job or our, or, or other situations. So we saw in the mission of that the way that that kind of works is well. First of all, that's not really called a break because we we intend to go back to thinking Torah thoughts later. And second of all, even those kinds of thoughts, they're actually still within the rubric of Torah thoughts because Torah can actually relate to the totality of your being as long as you learn how to connect uh, what it is that you're experiencing on a daily basis to the larger Torah frameworks. That's really what we are doing in this whole series. And so the halachos that we're up to right now, Uh, The the, there there's yud Beis and yud gimel are very similar to even the halacha from the previous episode, which is yud aleph. Yud aleph was about if you sleep during the day in an an extended way, so then you might have to make the brachos of berachos torah again because sleeping in an in an extensive way, extended way, is actually breaking your thinking um, train and now your thinking is turned off in a certain way, and so now you restart that, you now recommit to thinking Torah thoughts again uh, when you start the day. So then Halacha Yad Bey says, let's say you're a person who... um, you learn, you're learning at night now. So you woke up in the morning, It's today is Tuesday, so you woke up in the morning, uh, on Tuesday morning, and you said, uh, today's Wednesday actually, you said all the brachos, and then um, and then you spent the day doing different things, some learning, some other things, and then you want to learn at night. So he says, you're still allowed to learn at night based off the brachos you said in the morning. Because the night time in this situation actually follows the previous day. You don't have to actually go back and make brachos again as long as you haven't slept. So this we can understand now very easily, because if the whole idea here is that we have a flow of thought, that when we wake up, we start our day, we are now basically saying, I want to now try to look at the world from a perspective of truth, from a perspective of Hashem's way of seeing things, so then as long as we're still awake, we still have the imprint of that day-starting commitment just following through until we actually go back to sleep at the end of the day, and so that's what we're trying to do. We're basically trying to look around the world through the lens of Torah and through the lens of Hashem's perspectives and evaluate the world through that lens. So let's look now at the next halacha. Also, a person who wakes up early in the morning before it's actually daytime uh, and they want to learn Torah, then so you should you can make birchos torah at that time. You don't have to then make the brachos again later when you go to tefillah and Beis HaKnesset to the synagogue. You don't have to actually go and say the brachos again. Now, you might have thought that since you woke up before daytime, maybe berchus at Torah has something to do with the day. In other words, since we're talking about, you know, you say it in the morning, maybe that means that you only say berchus at Torah when the day starts, not when your day starts, when the day starts. And so here he says, similar to the nighttime halacha, that the berchus at Torah followed the the phase of your awakeness. So if you wake up at 4 a.m. and you want to go learn now, you say berchus at Torah then, and then that lasts you all the way until you go back to sleep again at the end of the day. And that's really the rest of the halacha as well. gives a couple of exceptions of other brachos where it's not like that. He says, um, If you wake up before, it's light in the morning. So you say all the brachos that we articulated in the past, the brachos that are supposed to relate to the, the, the things you're doing when you wake up, getting dressed, putting on a belt, putting on your shoes, standing up all these different brachos, so we say all of them, even though it's um, actually not light out yet, but because it's, it's a function of when you start your day, except for, he says, So, except for certain brachos that really relate to um, things that have specifically to do with the day becoming light. So the first bracha that we say in brachos Hashachar is about um, that Hashem creates, He gives, he gives uh, uh, chickens, um, roosters the the capacity to differentiate between day and night, and so we're basically trying to plug into our awareness that Hashem grants the capacity to to detect patterns, to see to differentiate between different things and contrasts, and so He gives that to to roosters, and we also then plug into our own tendency to have, or not just tendency, our own power to do that. So you wouldn't say that bracha according to the Shulchan Aruch until it's actually light out, because that's a bracha that's actually tethered to a particular, uh, to the actual lightning of the day, as opposed to the other brachos that relate more to you in your encounter with the day. And so the takeaway from all these halachos, the, the deeper underlying thought process here that we want to try to access is that to recognize that First of all, the way that we encounter the world around us is through the light of our own thought. In other words, sometimes when we experience something in the world, we say to ourselves, that thing happened. Let's say you're driving, and uh, God forbid, you get in some kind of a small accident, someone hits your car, and so now you think to yourself, oh, I got hit by that car, what's wrong with that person? How did that, you know, people drive, or, or why, why, what's wrong with me? Why did I drive so unsafely? Or whatever the set of thoughts that you might have. And there's the actual phenomenon of what happened There's the reality of there was an impact now between you and another person. You guys encountered each other in this way. And then there's all the thoughts that you use to overlay perceptions on top of that event to then assess what it means to you. And so to use the language from The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, an amazing book that's really basically pure Torah, uh, he has a phrase there that he uses called the gap between stimulus and response. In other words, there's an event that happens, and there's your response. In other words, the, your response could be how you speak or what you do in action, but the response is also in your thoughts. In other words, the thought world is actually where we reside. We live in our thoughts because you know your brain is actually encased in a, in a container, and, and it dwells in darkness. And what happens is your senses send information through the the, the neurological process, uh, Uh, tools that then your brain turns those things into images and sounds and now you think oh it's light around me and I I hear things and I see things and that's all going on in a, in, a, in a world of thought that's inside of the mind. You're not actually really seeing things directly. There's a translation of the outside world into a form that you actually then, um, your mind, your brain, translates it into a form that you are now experiencing. Now, why is that so important? Well, the problem is that the Daas actually what it means is that we are selective in what we think about and what we see and what we focus on. In other words, there could be an array of a hundred different inputs, and we only pick the five or six that we're most comfortable with, most familiar with. And so the kinds of thoughts that we think are a function of our own comfort, a function of our own habit. And so to take that a little more deeply, the example, the analogy of the eyes and the and, and receiving inputs and, and, and information through our senses, the actual frequency of light is gigantic. There's a very, very broad now, what I mean by frequency is, so light actually moves in different rates. In other words, you can think of it as its, its, the, the, its, its interaction with existence can be at different frequencies. In other words, it's either more or less frequent in terms of how it in, impacts things. You can think of light as you of little packets, and those packets come at faster or slower frequencies. And within a very, very narrow range of those frequencies, we see things. In other words, we see color so light basically is now coming into my eye and then i'm actually seeing things that are that as a as a result of the frequency that the light is moving at so now i see things that are particular colors so the frequency of light that creates the color red when it hits your eye you see things as being red and so that's a very narrow band of light there's actually many many more frequencies of light that we can't see at all like x-rays or infrared or things like that that we actually use for other things these are these are different types of light radiation that are not in our sight range so we can't see those things microwaves is another example and so what that leads to, if you actually pay attention to that for a second and think about that carefully, what that implies, so we're only seeing a very narrow range of what's happening in existence, and there's actually much more going on all around us that we don't see. And that's essentially an analogy, or maybe the, the, the our experience of the eitz das is an analogy for that. What it's really reflecting is that there is a whole world of thought and understanding and experience of existence that we simply edit out because of the way that we have, that our bodies are structured and designed, and so when we learn Torah, what we're trying to do is we're trying to access, first of all, uh, the basic awareness that the way that we see things is not the way that things actually are. It's essentially a form of humility. It's, unevo- it's, 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 it's anavides, where you're basically saying, I, even though I see certain things and I think that it's this way, but there is more here that I'm not seeing. I have to have that awareness, and we want to develop that awareness by essentially accessing perspectives that show that to us. In other words, we learn Torah to try to get access to perspectives that are beyond what we already know, beyond what we already think. And the more times you do that, the more it kind of slams home the truth that the things that you think already are not the end of the story. And so just to, to take that in a slightly different form, let's look at it from a different angle now. So it's the, the idea here is that we are supposed to sort of dwell in at the edge of the circle of knowledge that we have. In other words, the Torah approach, the whole idea, the intention of Birch Torah and what we're trying to think, accessing a Torah perspective on a daily, regular basis, a Torah way of thinking essentially is, I know a bunch of things, and I'm comfortable with those things in the sense that I think I know them, but there's also more that I don't know that is beyond those things. And even within those things themselves, there is more to understand and more to explore that I have not gotten to yet. And so that way you live on this, what's called in Kabbalah, Ratsova ashov. It's like, I'm here, I'm comfortable with what I am, and I, and I think I know certain things, and yet I also want to have my hand in the other camp of saying, I don't know things, I don't know everything, there's a lot more that I need to know. And you want to balance those things. If you go too far and you say, I know things, and I'm comfortable with that. Then you can get to a place that where you're stagnant, where you basically don't keep trying to know more, and you're very much you're, you can become arrogant, or you can become very like domineering from a place of well, I just know whatever I need to know, and that's it. I got this. I got it. Or there's the other side where you basically say too much humility, where you say, it's not even humility at that point. You start saying things like, no, um, I don't know anything, I don't really know. And then all the knowledge that you've accumulated, you can't use it with confidence. You can't stand up for it. You can't stand up as a result of it. And so there's this balance of knowing, and there's more to know, and you have to basically oscillate between those two things. And so that's this whole um, framework that we live in. We try to live on the edge of what's stable and what's unknown. And then to have our foot in each place, and 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 essentially that is what that is what we when we when we talk about committing every day to a Torah perspective by saying these brachos. So we're trying to actually access that exact balance, and and. And by doing that, undo the, the dynamic of the etzah das tovara, which gets in the way and makes us start to think that, that well, whatever I already know, that's what there is to know. I'm comfortable in that space, that's what is. And it essentially undermines the, the capacity for seeing more than what we already uh, what we already think there is at this point. So that's the basic idea of these halachos. We're going to be, we're, at this point, we're going to move. Uh, we have one more halacha to do in Simam Nem Zayin, uh, and it has to do with some gender things. So we're going to save that for the next episode. Um, and then we're, after that, we're going to move forward into the next sections of we will have finished the area of the so we have one more episode and so thanks so much for tuning in for joining me and again uh, head over to Soblox.com, support what we're doing subscribe and join us as we continue to try to spread Torah at this level and this complexity of this integration and really change the world the way, by, by changing how we think how the world thinks and we can bring Hashem back into the world the way that it was before the Yetzada story ever happened so we can go to the next world the next level which is Olam Haba, when we finally conquer mortality and pain and war and suffering and bring the world back to the higher state that it was always meant to be at so we can then move forward to ever increasingly higher states. Thanks again and see you in the next episode.